When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. It's not 100% of what everybody wants, but when you look, the country is going to be stronger. This is going to be transformational where our Congress is literally going to vote to spend less money this year than we spent last year. Radio, you know it, Lewis. You know when you get those six songs on a Saturday morning. Me and Danielle, my beautiful wife. Yacht Rock Radio. Some of them are just so gay, like this one, England Dan and John Ford Coley. I don't. This one, this one actually is one of the better ones. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. You also heard from Kevin McCarthy as we speak. The House Rules Committee is preparing a debt bill for debate. So um, we'll find out how that's going. You're also on Fox News right now, Kevin McCarthy, saying the FBI director has until today to turn over the Biden docs. So McCarthy has been very, very busy, the Speaker of the House, trying to get this uh, debt ceiling raised as well. And, uh, you know, I want to talk to Larry in a second, but I do want to say that I kind of joked uh, about Yacht Rock Radio on Saturday and sending all those songs to Lewis, including that one. We had a lovely weekend, but we were in the hospital most of the weekend with my daughter, Ava. She was at NYU, and we were there four or five hours at a time, Danielle and I. She's been there since last Tuesday, and we finally took our little girl home. Little girl, she's 19, but took our little girl home last night. She's going to be fine. She's going to be fine, but she's not great right now. She's got some paralysis on the left side of her face, and she's miserable, and she's gone through a whole bunch of crap, infections and really been horrible. So she's home. There's about 90 medications next to her bed. I got to run home after the show and be there for her, which, of course, uh, that's what I'm here for, right? To be a good dad. But it's been a very, very trying six days. I mean, I'm tan. I look like I went on vacation. Really wasn't all that. So uh, Danielle worked very, very hard. So did Gabriel, making it uh, easy for Ava to come home. And that's going to be basically my week is doing this show and then going home to my daughter, but Rich Lowry is usually on Mondays. Yesterday we were off, and we love Rich Lowry so much that we asked him to come on today, and he loves us so much that he said yes. He is, of course, the editor of the National Review, Political, NBC, all of it, my friend Rich. Rich, good Tuesday morning, buddy. How are you? 
Hey, same to you. Sorry to hear about your daughter and Thank uh, you. Our, our very best to her. Thank you. She's going to be fine. It's all going to go away. But right now, like I said, some left side of her face, and she's just, you know, she's 19. She's a gorgeous girl. Yeah. Her friends are going to the beach, and she's at home. But thank you for saying that, which uh, you did hear me play Kevin McCarthy. You know, Chip Roy, for example, he's not happy. Kevin McCarthy is happy. He says, hey, uh, we got a lot of the stuff that we wanted. So when it's all said and done, how does this debt ceiling bill turn out? I think it probably passes, and it'll need a lot of Democrat votes to pass, and it should get Democratic votes to pass. Chip Roy, uh, there's no reason he should uh, want to vote for this thing. He's not going to vote for this thing. McCarthy shouldn't try to make him vote for this thing. And I think it, it'll be end up being a you know a decent result. The problem is you got a, a Democrat in the White House and Republicans in charge of one chamber of the Congre- Congress with just a narrow majority, so you're, you're not going to be able to get massive changes with that. You need a Republican president. But uh, given all that, I think McCarthy did did a pretty good job. He had the the conservatives in on this from the beginning. They helped forge the the bill that the House passed that set the structure for the negotiations. The conservatives aren't happy with the ultimate results here, but I think that was kind of baked in the cake. Yeah, they had to get it done. I mean, look, we weren't going to default. I know that Donald Trump on his CNN town hall with Caitlin Collins said, hey, I default. Screw him. We don't get $5 million, $6 million, whatever he wanted. That was just a number he threw out there. Then uh, let's just default because it's never going to change. And I have news for you. Ron DeSantis on Fox News yesterday, said basically the same thing. In fact, let's play it for uh, for uh, Rich here, uh, Lewis. Ron DeSantis, cut number nine on Fox News, saying nothing's really changed. Well, prior to this deal, Kaylee, our country was careening towards bankruptcy. And after this deal, our country will still be careening towards bankruptcy. And to say you can do $4 trillion of increases in the next year and a half I mean, that's a massive amount of spending. Uh, I think that we've gotten ourselves on a trajectory here really since March of 2020 uh, with some of the COVID spending. It totally reset the budget, and they're sticking with that. Uh, And I think that that's just going to be totally inadequate to get us in a better spot. Look, in Florida, we run big budget surpluses. Uh, We have a $1.2 trillion economy, but our debt is only $17 billion, second lowest per capita in the country. Uh, But we make tough choices, and we make sure that we look forward to the long haul. Obviously, in Washington, D.C., they do these cycles to just get them through the next election, and that's ultimately one of the reasons why they continue to fail. So two things I took from that. One is... Yeah, these talks of McCarthy and Biden really aren't making things a heck of a lot better. And two is, as Ron DeSantis, which hits Iowa today to officially start his campaign, he just wrote out a very impressive part of his Florida resume. What about the two things that DeSantis points towards? Yeah, well, one, there's no reason for any presidential candidate to endorse this, especially if, like DeSantis, you're trying to appeal to the conservative base of the party and, and pry away, pry it away, or at least an element away from Trump. And yeah, Florida is going to be his calling card on everything. I mean, he almost did everything in, in Florida. So there's there's going to be nothing that comes up besides foreign policy, basically, where he's not going to be able to point to some Florida experience or Florida, Florida success he, he's had. So I think the the announcement was terrible. Doing it on Twitter Spaces was a horrible idea. Even if it had worked without tech glitches, it would have been a, a wasted opportunity. You know, the, the guy has a beautiful wife and three, three adorable kids. You, you could have had that picture of them on every newspaper in the country, on every cable show. Um, 
and he, and he didn't do that, with, which he would have, could have done with a traditional announcement. Instead, he does his Twitter spaces thing. But besides that, I think his interviews would be good. I mean, the guy is knowledgeable. Um, he's very fluid and cogent, as you heard from that clip. And I think he's been reasonably aggressive against Donald Trump. So does he get it done? You know, again, the odds are against it. But um, uh, I, I think he's in this thing. He sounded like Trump yesterday. I made this point to Bo Deedle. Trump keeps telling everybody, including me, on this show 10 days ago, if I win or when I win, excuse me, when I win, Ukraine-Russia will be over in one day. And DeSantis made the point yesterday on Memorial Day, if I win that woke military, because he's a, a serviceman, actually, thank you for his service, uh, that'll be done in one day, too. So we use the old one-day thing, day yep. one, much like Donald Trump, again coming off yeah. like Trump. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's something every Republican should pledge, right? I mean, it's just absurd what's that, that this cultural rot has seeped into our, our military, the brass. In this regard, they're all political cowards. And the, the chief executive, you know, he's, he's the commander in chief. He should stop all this instantly. Now, everyone always says everything's going to happen in day one. You can do some executive orders in day one. Otherwise, they're not t- enough 24 hours, enough time in 24 hours to get done everything <laughs> that everyone says is going to happen in the first day. Uh, it, it'll be a longer effort than that, but it definitely has to happen. And China, everyone else has to be laughing their butts off at us. What do you think about our military? I've had these discussions with, I just had Kevin Lace on last hour. He served twice in Iraq. He was actually very, very close with Chris Kyle, the movie they made about him, the American Sniper starring uh, Bradley Cooper. Amazing story, an amazing movie. Amazing story, amazing movie. And and again, my friend Kevin uh, served with him on those roofs in Iraq. And he did admit that the military is too woke, but he was also quick to say, like I do, that there's no country in the world, including China, we can't be today. Now, there'll be massive casualties on both sides. We know that. But he still feels like I do that we're still the strongest army in the world. Others, including my late partner Bernard, he didn't feel that way. How do you feel? Yeah, uh, I, I think we're the most proficient. These guys, even with the cultural rot, they are the very best at, at breaking things and killing people when it comes to that. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. But but you need to keep that, you know, that pointy end of the stick. You need to keep it sharp. They need, uh, you know, mater- more, more and better material. And, uh, and, and you can't have them wasting their time with trainings over uh, DEI and, and uh, pronouns and all the rest of it. Um, so there were some trends, but would you trade places with anyone? No. Yeah. Not, so not, uh, Iowa, no Ron DeSantis is there today. Donald Trump, I guess, will be in Iowa, too, I guess, uh, later on this week. It doesn't seem like these guys are ever going to be in the same place at the same time until maybe that first debate, which promises to be great television. I mean great television. Uh, what kind of uh, month, couple of weeks do you think Donald Trump has had? Well, uh, I mean, it's been great. I mean, the polls have continued to to go up. The question is, does Santos get does Santos get some sort of traction or bounce out of his announcement? And then, you know, it's all about the debates, and we'll see whether Trump shows up. I mean, it's a classic Trump operation, right? He's he's building drama, so he can easily not go. I think he'll skip at least one of the first two, may, maybe both. But if he shows up. Um, if, he, if he doesn't show up, you know, he's the center of attention because he's not there. <laughs> and if he does show up, he's the center of attention because he's there. I mean, this is, this is the, the kind of uh, uh, win-win scenario he loves to, to set up in terms of the attention. But then, you know, if they're on the stage together, DeSantis just can't show any weakness. Yeah. And just needs, needs to show he can stand up to the guy. And if, if he doesn't, you know, that first debate, the first 10 minutes of the debate, whatever it is, it's over. It doesn't matter. So it's, it's going to be huge. So I watched Joe Biden, part of his speech yesterday. I watched Lloyd Austin hand the football to Joe Biden 
Biden, you know, with his aviator glasses standing there and slurring half his words and having a difficult time getting through every sentence. I mean, he's just a complete mess. He really is. And he's up there talking about unity again, that same word, unity. In the meantime, no one's done a better job of dividing this country mm-hmm. in the last 12 years than him and Obama. Say what you want about Trump. Yeah. We didn't have these issues. And this guy throws that word around like I say the, and it's nauseating. Yeah. And I hate saying this because I don't really hate people. But I hate Joe Biden. I really do. No, I don't. He's not just some old man who's, you know, you got to feel badly for. He's corrupt. He's a thief. He's a liar. He's everything wrong with this government and this country. You could talk all you want about Trump. I hate Joe Biden. How does Rich Lowry feel about Joe Biden? There's a very good case. He represents the the very worst of our political establishment. The the cliched and the the thinking that, that runs in these old, worn ruts. The dishonesty and the corruption, right? Their family business is, is making money off of what Joe Biden has done his entire life. So it's it's disgusting, and and also, you know, he's increasingly decrepit. Uh, he's not going to get less decrepit, and you have super majorities who believe he's not up for it anymore. So Democrats are taking a huge risk. I understand why they think, okay, Biden's our only guy who can beat Trump. But anything could happen to this guy at any minute. I forget where they talked about his little stumble at the G7 yeah. summit on the stairs, yep. you know, and he righted himself so everyone could ignore it. But you're an inch away from an international embarrassment, a bloody mess, you know, a health crisis, a constitutional crisis, <laughs> and and they're going to be. That's where they are. They're on on that teetering on that precipice from now until November. Uh, 24. And there, there's no reason it couldn't happen to him in late October, and it's, it's just done. Is Gavin Newsom still their second choice? You know, I think it's it's going to be hard for them to pass over Kamala, but they, they would if it was a competitive primary. And then you got to give, give Gavin a good a good shot. You know, he's good-looking. Um, he's he's charming in person, although I've never he's met him. He's all those things, so who cares that he destroyed the state of California? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, he's a California progressive with, with all the cultural and personal baggage that comes with that. <laughs> so it might not uh, – it, it, it would – I would think to it would be a good race. If it was DeSantis against Newsom, say – It'd be a good race, but I think DeSantis would probably win. Trump, Trump, uh, Newsom, that, that'd be really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I got to tell you, no matter what, the next uh, 16 months, you got to be right here with Rich Lowry, Sid Rosenberg, and WABC because we could talk all you want about the Yankees and the Rays and the Heat and the Nuggets and the Panthers and the Knights. This is the real sport yeah. right here the next Here's 16 yourself. months, right? What a story the Heat are, though. I cool. know. I mean, if you're Boston, you win three straight just to force a game seven yeah. at home and lose by 20? Yeah, get just blown out. <laughs> I mean, and uh, what the, the Heat, they lost their play-in game, and we're losing in the fourth quarter of their yeah, second play-in yeah. game. <laughs> it's I amazing. Mean, but right now, if you're Ron DeSantis, you have a team in both finals. You've got the Florida Panthers, yeah, owned by my buddy Vinny Viola, playing in the Stanley Cup finals, yeah. and the Heat, and they're about 45 minutes apart, mind you. And, and both are incredible stories and, and major upsets are there. Yes. As you are, by the way, and incredible there stories. You go. I love you. Thank you for coming <laughs> major on. Major upset. I managed to get on this radio <laughs> show. <laughs> no, you're great. Thank you, Rich. Thank you right, so cool. much. Thanks, Ed. You I'll got it. You the editor of the National Review usually joins me on a Monday, but, of course, we were off yesterday. So, Rich Lowry, really always great, kind enough 
to join me today. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.